poppin' the Christian bubble. It is now time for the Cultured Christian Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Today's episode is sponsored by independent financial planner Adam Peak. Join us as we provide commentary at the intersection of culture, tech, and faith. On today's episode, we chat with a former student, Ian, who started his very own podcast. We discuss things like weightlifting, sports, college, girlfriends, youth group, starting a podcast, mental health, anxiety, and faith. All this and more coming up on today's episode of the Cultured Christian Podcast. All right, folks, we are here for another historic moment here on the podcast. We have my first interview with a former student. I am super excited to have Ian Kendrick on the line. How is it going? I'm doing great, man. How are you? You know, I'm doing okay, except for this dang COVID thing is not going away fast enough. But other than that, it is Wednesday night here in Oregon, and I am rocking out. You are across the country in Michigan, so this is also my first interview back across the country to where I used to live. So uh, yeah, so you're uh, you're rocking out, man. This guy is a college student at Hillsdale College. I don't know if many of our listeners have heard of Hillsdale, but they should because it's an awesome school with a lot of great uh, great programs. So um, yeah, welcome to the podcast, Ian. I'm excited for this. Me too, man. I've been. I've been looking forward to this for a long time. Yeah, it's one of those things that like behind the scenes, you know, our listeners don't realize that like we played around with this for what, maybe a month, two months even like we were kind of throwing around ideas. We're both busy guys and uh, schedules lining up. So it's great to finally be on the other side of Thanksgiving and we are able to do this. So it's good stuff. Mm -hmm, For sure. So let's chat about, again, assuming there's definitely some listeners that know who you are, but there's also a a segment of our audience who's like, who's this Ian guy? Why should Kurt be bringing him on his podcast? That sort of thing. And so I met Ian at my last youth ministry, which we calculated. It's been about six years since Ian and I were in the same room, much less, you know, we're connected through uh, that youth group. And so let's kind of track back. And and my listeners already know that I suffer with some memory issues, Ian. So you're going to have to help me out a little bit constructing it. But I think I met you probably in your sophomore year. Do you remember about what grade you were in when you started coming to Ventures Youth Group? Yeah, it had to have been around there. I know I came with some friends um, for just a couple of times, probably my freshman or sophomore year, and then Mm -hmm. got into it a little bit more by the end of my sophomore year and my junior year of high school. Nice. Yeah, that's one of the things I remember is like you guys basically uh, not doubled, but you definitely added like a good chunk when it was like this whole baseball team. Like, I don't know who started, but it seemed like you all walked in at once. It was Travis, Tommy, Mitchell, Jake, Spencer, Colin, like there was just this, almost the entire baseball team. Right. And what's awesome as a youth pastor, and this will make you laugh. The best part about having a bunch of jocks come in from whatever team is there's also a lot of girls that tend to show up once that happens. So our youth group definitely had a growth curve thanks to, uh, to you guys showing up. So thank you for that. (laughs) (laughs) That's hilarious. 
but it was definitely, wasn't it a baseball team? Like, weren't you guys pretty much all on a baseball team? I know you played football in Heartland as well. What you're pretty much every, seemed like every sport. Yeah. So I did, uh, I did baseball and football in high school, but I think it was, I think it was actually originally Tommy and probably, probably through baseball and he got me coming. And then I think it just kind of started going crazy after that with a bunch of other, a bunch of our other friends joining in as well. Yes. Yeah. And I'll just, you know, give you a little shout out that the thing I remember about you is, you know, you were definitely a super kind, well-mannered. I really feel like a lot of you guys were like, just, you stood out. I don't know if it was your parents or your coaches, but you just always had a way of saying thank you. And you were super kind. And just the way you interacted with me, like right from the start was like super, um, unique in that sense, because not every student is going to go out of their way to say thank you for things. And like, you know, just the way you interacted was very, um, well-mannered sounds like old, you know, like an old grandma would say that, but you know what I'm saying? Like you guys just were, that's one thing that stood out. And I think the other thing is that you, you guys all had a great sense of humor, you know, I don't know if you were Mm -hmm. pretending to laugh at my stuff, but you had a good sense of humor mixed with, you were also really well, um, at academics. Like, I feel like that's continued through college as I've just watched your journey, but that's mm-hmm. kind of a unique balance, you know, like at times you were the class clowns and you were joking around and being super goofy, but then you were also doing pretty well in school. Do, do I have a, all that right? Or am I kind of off a little bit? Um, I, I definitely agree with you. If anything, we were probably um, not too into the, the whole class clown thing. I think it was just when we were all together, that was our time to do it. So, gotcha. so just that's when it happened. You play off each other sort of thing. Yeah, for sure. Nice. Again, getting to know Ian a little bit more. So we said that you're at Hillsdale College now. And so what what's your major? What's your outlook? How long you been there? How long you gonna be there? You know, some people do college in two years, some do it in 10. Like, what are you what are you looking at there? Yeah, so right now I am a junior and I'm hoping to graduate in the spring of 2022. I'm earning my bachelor's of science in financial management. I've always been into the business side of things and I'm starting to get more into investing and things like that. So I'm happy with that. And I also picked up a minor for psychology. Um, I actually didn't know I had to do it originally. So that was kind of a problem, but we got it figured out. So I'll be able to add that in as well. Nice. Dude, that's, mm-hmm. that's a solid combo. I, I love psychology. I feel like that's a good minor for almost anything. Cause if you're working with people, you know, you have that little leg up and like understanding how people think and what motivates them. Like that's pretty solid. So yeah. Financial management. Tell me, tell me more about that. Like you want to start your own business or like run a business. What, what's, what's the motivation there? I think the ultimate goal would be to run my own business, which I feel like is the pretty cliche thing to say with everybody going to major in business in college, but that's, that's the truth. Right. Um, I would like to do that. And I'm not really sure what that is. Eventually I am kind of leaning towards some of the stuff I'm doing right now with, um, with the podcast and things like that, which I know we'll talk about in a little bit, but ultimately I think that's my end goal. And I also like stocks and things like that. So do you, do you have any Bitcoin? I have a very small amount, I think like five or 10 bucks, just because I just wanted to see what would happen. But that stuff scares me. So I try to stay away from it. (laughs) 
Yeah, I guess it's one of those things that if you put five, 10 bucks, you know, before it was cool, you could have made thousands, but now it's kind of flat, right? Oh, yeah. Well, I, I honestly, I don't know enough about it. I, I've tried <laughs> to understand and it just doesn't work out. So, <laughs> yeah. Well, the stocks have been good, man. That's been, that's one of the biggest surprises for me with uh, the pandemic. I would have thought that we would have been in the tanks, but hitting these records, I don't know. That feels, it feels a little bloated market, you know, like it's a little, a little, uh, how do you say, uh, out of reality right now. But yeah. do you have any, any thoughts on just the state of the stock market or not really? I've had the same kind of thoughts just with the current situation of our country and the world. For that matter, yeah. it just seems that it should not be happening. It should not be going up yeah. at the rate it is, but but it is what it is, I guess. Right. Well, all in all, it's good, but I hope uh, I hope it stays up. But uh, let's continue. Any other anything else we should know about you? You, I saw on your Instagram, you are uh, a weightlifter, and you were doing what was it a deadlift or something? You hit some record, is that right? Yeah. So. I've always played sports, like I said, but um, I'm not doing football or anything else anymore. So I just wanted to keep working out, keep weightlifting just to stay in shape. And just because that's always what I've loved probably the mm -hmm. most about sports besides the games was the working out. So yeah, nice. I was just doing some uh, deadlifts the other day, started a new program and I'm excited about that. Don't be bashful. Like tell our audience, what, what are you putting up there for the deadlift? Like what, what is that number? Is it like 38 pounds? I don't know. What's, what's the deadlift? Yeah, that one was, um, that was 405 for three reps. Uh, and I was pretty happy about that just because I haven't really deadlifted since, since high school. It's been a, it's been quite some time. Dang. 405. We're talking pounds, ladies and gentlemen, not kilos, <laughs> right? Yeah. Just pounds. Yep. Nice with the weightlifting, you somehow were able to score a girlfriend, right? Like, is that what led her to you is your, you know, workout <laughs> skills? Uh, uh, no, no, I guess. Well, kind of. I mean, we, I actually, my hope, my whole pickup line was that I just went up and talked to her about softball. I knew she played and that was just kind of how we uh, started the conversation and got things going. Nice. So you met in college or high school? I forget. We met in high school. Yep. Okay. Solid, man. Um, so yeah, so obviously, you know, part of the reason, you know, we wanted to do this podcast together, this interview is you and I have kind of reconnected in the last year and the connection point, I mean, we've always been friends on um, Instagram, Facebook, whatever, but uh, really we started connecting, talking, exchanged our you know, texted and stuff like that, because you started a podcast. And so I started one back in the beginning of March, like literally right before uh, COVID hit. And so I've been leaning in and obviously seeing your journey with your podcast. So let's just get into your podcast, man. Why, why did you start a podcast? I mean, it sounds like you're the you're the guy who has a lot of things going on, right? You're in sports, weightlifting, girlfriend, college, you know, you've got family, you've got all sorts of things going on. I don't know if there's a job in there as well, but what, what in the world would a college student want to start a, in the middle of all that you want to start a podcast for? Why, why would you start one? Yeah. So, well, first of all, I just want to say, man, your podcast is great. Like I, I just love it. And love everything you do with it. So I just wanted to say that Appreciate before that. I got going a little further. Um, yeah, so I started it because 
I've always been into the idea of self-improvement. Okay. So that's, so that's obviously what the podcast is about. And I always had this idea in the back of my mind that I wanted to be a motivational speaker. Like I thought that since I was a kid and I kind of pushed it off for a long time. Once I got to college and started studying business, I, I love that stuff, but I remembered and I realized how much I cared about this idea of self-improvement, just trying to work on your goals, find meaning, fulfill your, you know, just feel happy. Mm. And that means so much more to me than a lot of things that I just, I felt I, I needed to fit it into my schedule, even with college and all those other things. Like you said, it's, it's worth it for me, I think. Nice. Yeah. And I, I feel like, dude, you're, you're building a foundation that later on, you know, you're going to have all this um, foundation in the podcast. Like, I just, I feel like that is, that is definitely when you graduate, you know, in 2022, like you're going to just have tons of live, a library of this stuff and you're only going to get better and better. So I feel like you, you really did start it at the right time, even if it's like stressful and there's so much going on. I just feel like that is going to be, that's going to be one of those things that sets you apart from the other guys, right? Like you're going to be able to say you have something that the other guys probably don't have. Assuming the audience doesn't know, like even the name of your podcast, what, what's the name of the podcast? What's, you know, that sort of thing. Cause I don't, I don't think we shared that at any point yet. Yeah. So the name of the podcast is Ion Motive. Um, and I really don't know exact, I couldn't give you a quick one sentence um, answer about what it is. I just talk a lot about things that I just think are important relating to mental health. Sometimes it's about motivation. Sometimes it's just about meaning or just being happier in general, things like that. Okay. So Ion, talk to me about that. What does Ion mean? It's only one letter away from your name. So I'm like, why isn't it Ian? motive podcast what's an ion yeah so first of all um my girlfriend came up with it i kind of had some ideas but ion rick was my nickname in high school hmm. so i had that in the back of my mind and then ion just like a charged particle i just took the meaning of charged and slapped it onto motive so just like a charged motive or a charged purpose that's the way i think of it it's kind of obviously convenient that it's close to ian yeah um so I just think that having a charge motive or the ion motive, I guess I could say, is just a solid framework for, for a podcast, just like a good, I think it's, oh gosh, one sec, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> <laughs> It's definitely unique. It's a unique name. And that's, that's what often sells a podcast, right? Like you have a unique thing that you're, you're putting out there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. For sure. It was, I definitely thought about just doing, oh, the Ian Kenrick podcast or the Ian Kenrick show, but I like the name of this. Definitely. No, I think it's, I think it's awesome. And I listen on Spotify. How many episodes are you in now? What did you, what was your last episode? Yeah, I think the last one was my 12th episode, I guess 13, if you count the introduction, uh, yeah. taking a little break just for school, but I'll be get, getting back into that in the next week or two here. Nice. 
Let's dive in a little deeper. So I know a little bit of the backstory and kind of what led from listening to your podcast. You've been very authentic, which is one of our values here on, on our podcast is authenticity, being real. None of this fake crap that Christians can often fall into. Everybody falls into. Um, so I love that you're you're authentic about your journey and how you dealt with certain things. And so kind of talk about your journey with mental health and anxiety and just kind of didn't it start back in high school and kind of just some of the stuff, maybe just give us a little, a little background on that. Yeah. So I've actually, I actually went to therapy at like a very, very young age, I think three or four for anxiety and OCD. And it never really bothered me until I was nine or 10. And then it got worse again. And I ended up going back to therapy uh, did, did pretty well after that. Uh, pretty well through high school. And it wasn't until really my sophomore year of college that I had a hard time with um, with my anxiety and my OCD again. And I really don't know exactly what the issue was. I think overall, I just kind of felt lost. Like I just felt like what I was doing wasn't what I could have been doing. And it wasn't like I was doing anything wrong. I just wasn't really happy with who I was. And I'm not really sure why that is, but, but I ended up getting um, some things back together and have been doing pretty well, pretty well since. Nice. And so I think a lot of, a lot of our listeners may be a little antagonistic and that's only because sometimes faith, people of faith, Bible people, Christians can kind of put up this like wall against like counseling or positive thinking and just kind of feel like it's new agey or you know what I'm saying? Like they resist it. Like, oh, you got to just pray more. Or you just got to go to church, read your Bible. You know, what would you say about like positive thinking and your podcast and stuff? Is, is that, do you feel like you're in the new age movement or is this work with Christianity? Like talk about how like that works out in your mind. Yeah. So I think a lot of the the new age stuff that I see is kind of this whole positive vibes only talk. Mm -hmm. And that sounds like a pretty good idea at the surface, but I, I personally don't think it is. And I made a podcast talking about how emotions are okay, because I just wanted to clarify that I wasn't coming off that way. Like, no matter what, emotions come and go, people get sad. It's just overall, you can't let that cycle continue. But for me, it's more about, you know, just meaning and fulfillment throughout life. Just even if you're sad, you have something holding you, holding you in place, keeping you strong. And like I said earlier, my problem was I just felt like I was lost. And I think that was because, for one, I kind of turned away from my faith, not really turned away, but just neglected it. Like I would pray every once in a while. But once I started really thinking about it and caring about it and just striving to grow my faith to where it once was, that's when I started to feel better. So I think a lot of the times just saying, oh, positive vibes, positive thinking, that doesn't work. Like for mm -hmm. me with OCD, if I, I, it's hard to get a thought out of my head, like a negative <laughs> thought. If I just, you know, if I say positive vibes, I don't feel better. It's, yeah it's in searching for something more. And for me, that thing is, is God. Yeah. 
Dude, that's so good what you said about positive vibes. I've been actually want I'm not kidding. I've been actually wanting to do an episode kind of talking about that because yeah, I feel like that's one of those cultural hype phrases that everybody puts out. They put it in their profiles. But when you what does it mean? Like what does it mean to live that out? What does that mean when you wake up? Okay, positive vibes. My dad's yelling at me, you know, positive vibes, my teacher, you know, I flunked the class. Like is that just mean you just ignore all that stuff and smile? Like I I just practically it 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 means different things, I think, to different people. And so I don't know as it's always helpful to just say positive vibes. To me, I hear be positive. Like that's all I hear when people say that. It's like, okay, but life sucks sometimes, right? <laughs> oh yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, if, I mean, life is, life is hard. Like you said, like things just happen that suck and you have, you can't do anything about. So you can't just say, you know, if someone you love, passes away you can't say oh it's positive vibes like blah blah mm. blah that's not going to help you feel better i think it yeah. needs to be more so about uh, just having faith that moving forward you'll be okay and that life will get better yes yeah and i think that's the connection going again a step deeper into faith christian christian faith is you know, you look at our Bible and you go right to the heart of the Bible. I love a seminary professor called it that. He said, the heart of the Bible, right in the center of every Bible is the Psalms. And the Psalms are mostly David, but other authors basically writing their journal, writing in their journal. And sometimes it's songs of praise and life is great and positive vibes. And sometimes it's like, Lord, would you just please use a lightning bolt and destroy my enemy? Like, I'm so right. tired of this person. And then there's Psalms where David is just flat out depressed, man. He's talking about filling his bed with his tears. And so I love that the Bible is that authentic and real. It's not just positive mumbo jumbo. It's filled with that journey of emotions that you're talking about and not saying that we, again, get stuck there and just be like, you know, Igor moping around like our life sucks. We're, you know, we're in a bad state. Right. Of course, we should look to Philippians 4, which talks about, you know, what our mind should be focused on. But I think that I love that you're on that track. I, I When I first started listening to your podcast, I was concerned is probably too strong. But I was wondering if you were going to go down like the road of the secret. Have you Are you familiar with the secret, the book? Uh, no, I'm not. Yeah. So Oprah, you may may know it in another term, which is the law of attraction. And yeah, yeah. Oprah, Oprah promoted this book called The Secret. And the whole idea is if you if you think it, uh, it will come into being. Basically, there's a, a correlation, a, a straight line between you think it and then it happens. And that to me is very, very dangerous because, yes, there is a place for motivation to think good thoughts. But I think the the break for me is that it always equals getting what you want. So I don't know if you speak to that, but I, I feel like, again, you're, you're not ever advocating that, but you're saying, yeah, let's be positive. Let's focus on our goals. Let's move in a direction, but it's never like you're guaranteed to get what you want, you know? Oh, no. I mean, yeah. even when, even I've thought about this before, but like, even when I have some goal in my, in my mind that I want to achieve and I fall short of it, it, it doesn't it doesn't break my heart. Like if I, mm. if I'm putting my effort and my time and my energy into moving towards something that is going to make me a better person, just make me happier, then the outcome to me doesn't really matter a whole lot. Yeah. Some of the times. 
Oh, that's good, man. And and that's that's also a level of faith, right? Is sometimes we trust those outcomes to God, to a higher being, right? You you set in motion your part, like I think of a verse in Proverbs, I believe it is, where it says, you know, we uh, prepare the horse for battle, but the victory rests with the Lord. And so there really is this combination of our effort, but God ultimately decides on a lot of things how it's going to turn out. So you may be praying for a relationship, a job opportunity, you know, something to work out in your favor. I'm saying that in quotes. And yet you have the humble faith to say, but not my will, yours be done, God. Like if you want to switch that up because you know something I don't know, I'm letting you do that. So that's where our faith can't go down this, like, you know, the secret, because that's where it falls apart. It doesn't bring God into it, you know? Right. Yeah. So with that, let's go to this question. Where where are you at in your faith right now? So you're not in my youth group anymore. I can't take any credit for, you know, what you're doing or not doing faith-wise, but what what does your faith look like today in the midst of college, in the midst of, you know, a pandemic, you know, what does your faith look like? I'd say, like I said, during my, I think it was definitely pretty strong during youth group. Like it felt good to be talking in small groups. It felt good to just be sharing that community with people. Um, I hadn't been going to church at that point. I haven't actually been to twer- church in quite some time. And during that sophomore, during that time of my sophomore year, that's when it was definitely the lowest. It, like I said, it wasn't like I just didn't believe or anything, but I just neglected it and didn't pay as much attention to it as I should have and one of the things that really helped me get out of that that stage that just the rut that I was in was just placing my hope and placing my faith in something above me something that I knew was good and could guide me and uh, that that really helped me so I'd say it's definitely stronger and I still I I like I just want to be straightforward like I don't want to I don't want to I come off as something more than I am. I haven't still haven't been to church in some time. And I've made that goal, not, made that my goal that now that I'm back at home, uh, that's what I plan on doing this, this Christmas break. Nice. Well, the, again, Ian, there is zero judgment. This, this podcast has many listeners who don't go to church and there's no judgment there at all, man. We accept you right where you're at. And I think, I think that's a good goal, but I just, you know, want want to make sure you hear that there are people listening who are right in the same boat. Maybe they're angry with church, they're bored at church, they don't understand the need for it. Um, churches, churches, a unique, uh, it's a unique organization, and I get why people can be frustrated or not feel like it's necessary in their life, especially with you know, your cell phone, you can, you're listen, you're a podcast listener, man. So, you know, you can listen right. to pastors from all over the country. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, right. Um, so let's move on to understanding. So like thinking of, you know, integrating your faith to this, you know, positive thinking, motivational speaking, that sort of thing, you know, how do you see God or Jesus as like a model to live your life by? Like, do you think of it in that terms? Yeah. So I, th- I think the term for this kind of stuff that I'm doing, the general term is, you know, personal development, self-improvement, something along the lines of those. And if you think about self-improvement, if you're trying to improve, then that means you're flawed. So I think a lot of the times that's, that's, it's easy to, it's easy to judge ourselves when we're trying to improve because we see, we see models, like we have this idea and like a, a lot of times I think, okay, 
I'm trying to be what God tells me to be. I'm trying to act as Jesus does. And I fall short. So, and that's okay, right? That's, that's the whole goal. That's, we're trying to improve. But God and Jesus are the models of improvement. If, if we believe that they are all good, then they are what we should strive to be like. That's, that's what it is in my life. That's what I try to work towards, try to be more like them in my actions and my behaviors. Yeah, that's solid. And, and for anyone who's listening and they're kind of feeling like, I don't know, Ian, I think you just kind of went off the theological uh, train tracks. I want to share a verse from 1 John chapter 2 and verse 6. And it just, man, this just says what you said in a different way, but in a like straightforward, it just says, whoever claims to live in him must live as Jesus did. And so absolutely the the writers of the new testament agree with you jesus is our model if you want to know what kind of person we should look like sound like act like think like you name it jesus is that example he's literally god in the flesh and so you can't get a better example of how to be human how to honor god how to live a ion charge life right um, oh, yeah. un unless you bring jesus into that because he's the ultimate example and every other human example we can look up to other people i think it's great that you listen to you know tons of different podcasts you know i'm sure you have all sorts of mentors and people that you look up to um but you would agree that all of those people fall far short from jesus right like they all have mm -hmm. imperfections they've all not attained everything they want in life. They're not perfect in all the ways they act. Um, so I think that's, um, you know, that's a great reminder that Jesus is going to always be that ultimate, um, ultimate guide, that ultimate um, model to follow after. Right. I agree. Um, just kind of a last thing, because I know you and I, one of the things you and I struggle with that, um, you know, we're talking about this for the first time, but I relate to having listened to your podcast is I have, so I'm a one on the Enneagram. Have you ever done the Enneagram? I have not. Nope. Okay. Well, that is a homework assignment. I would love for you to do <laughs> the Enneagram. I know you have a lot on your plate, but it is so good that I recommend it. And one of the things of being a one on an Enneagram is you're a perfectionist. And part of being a perfectionist is having an inner critic. And so I sense a little boy, I mean, just like you going back to when I was six years old, I had stomach aches all the freaking time. And the reason why was because of the house and the home I grew up in, I developed inside this little voice, right? And it started quiet at first, but over the years of my life, it got louder and louder. And it was always just do this. Don't do that. Why did you do that? Just constantly, you know, voicing things to me and I always found it interesting as I got older that I met friends and, and coworkers and people, you know, around me that didn't have that. And I'm like, what? You don't have that inner judgment, that inner voice that's constantly telling you, do this, don't do that. And so I know that's been part of your journey, right? Like you've had that internal kind of voice that, you know, negativity sometimes. Um, how, how have you, how have you, dealt with that inner critic like any tips you would have for for our listeners and again maybe connect that with this spiritual stuff with god stuff yeah i definitely i definitely feel that i was kind of laughing when you said people don't have that um, right because that just seems kind of crazy to me but but anyways i think 
a lot of it's it's just hard to like for me it's hard to break that pattern sometimes that pattern of thinking and those thoughts can stay for a long long time so really just finding a way to break the pattern is essential at least for me so a lot of times i'll do that by working out or i'll go for a drive things like that but if you can't do that you just got to realize that you can do that your whole life and never really be satisfied it's you gotta you just gotta let it that go you gotta understand it's impossible to be perfect right we're not god but we can look to him and pray to him when we feel that way when we feel that tensity that pain in our stomach we can pray to him and just know that we're we're doing our part and we're trying to be better for sure yeah and i've thought you know to me i've learned through the years the, there's really only two ways to deal with that inner critic and as you alluded to one one route is distraction and that works right like you if you're having a negative flow of thoughts go do something you know it's amazing just five minutes of working out or five minutes on a walk can drastically change that pattern of thinking you can break that stronghold if for lack of better terms so I think that's distraction is definitely one route. The other route that I've noticed is, and I've seen this in counseling as well, is that if you can't get rid of a, it, you, the worst thing you can try to do is try to get rid of it. Like just actively, like, I'm not going to think about that. I'm not going to think about that. Like you just get stuck in the, I'm going to try to get out of it. And so I've heard you have to replace it with something else, right? So mm -hmm. you can't, you can't just keep thinking about that. And so that's an, another part of, uh, we talked about it briefly early about Philippians 4. I just want to read some of that because I think it speaks right to this of replacing. So instead, of, if distraction doesn't work or you want to replace those thoughts, it says this in Philippians 4, 6, it says, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. And then verse eight, this is where it gets very practical. It says, finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. And it's like, boom, like I've literally prayed that dude. I'm like, okay, so I'm in a negative space. I need to think what's true. What is true in my life? What is noble? What is right? What is pure? Whatever is lovely. These are things we should be filling our minds with all the time, but especially if we're in that negative space and life's just, and especially in 2020, dude, there, I, in my life, I don't know in yours, but in my life, I've never had so much external like stuff outside that is just like trying to get me down, right? Like it's, there's right. so much on the outside of us that's just a weight. And so yeah. we need to be reminding each other, like, let's get positive. Let's think on these things. Otherwise we're going to end up like a statistic, you know, we're going to end mm -hmm. up in a really bad place. And so, yeah, that's, uh, that's again, something we, we can relate with each other on. Um, so as we're kind of wrapping up, I've enjoyed our conversation. And uh, before we hear from you, I just want to say one thing to those of you students who are listening, because I know there are some of you, Ian's not the first student that I 
talked to about getting on the podcast. There are a handful of others of you. So I'm just calling you out. Like Ian was the first one on here, but he definitely <laughs> should not be the last. Let's get some more students on here because I think your voice is important. You guys are all unique and you have different things going on. You don't have to be Ian. You don't have to have a podcast. We can talk about all sorts of things from your perspective. I think our listeners would love that. And I definitely want to, again, just plug your podcast where if they're, they've never checked it out, how do they find you? Where do, where do our listeners find your podcast? Yeah. So my podcasts are available pretty much on any major, uh, major platform like Apple music, Spotify. Uh, it's called Ion motive. If you don't like listening and you'd rather watch, I usually post the videos on YouTube as well. Nice. Yeah. You, that's something you're different in, man. You, you, you don't mind the video, the video. I've always joked that, you know, someone told me I have a great face for radio. So I don't, I don't like the idea of having a video camera on. It just brings so many other, uh, other aspects, but you do a great job. And, you know, I love that you have that platform as well. Cause YouTube is, is huge. There's a lot of ways people can find you on just YouTube alone. Mm -hmm, Yeah. All right. So as I do sometimes with the guests, Ian, I want to just give you a final word. You know, you are our guest today and thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy schedule and, and making the time today. But, you know, I'm going to give you the final word. What, what do you, what do you got to say? What sort of wisdom or what sort of thing do you just want to rehash? What, what would you say as kind of a final word to our audience? Yeah. So I think the most important thing, uh, like I mentioned earlier, when I was struggling with my mental health during my sophomore year, it was because, or it seemed like I was lost and I didn't have that sense of meaning. If you feel that way, that's, you got to find that meaning. You got to find, you got to place your faith in something that it will get better, that, you know, the dark days will, will fade and that good will come. Solid, solid advice. And yes, do check out Ian's podcast. And cool, man. Appreciate your time. This has been awesome. Yeah, I appreciate you having me. Thank you again, dude. As featured on episode 22, our podcast sponsor is Adam Peak, my friend and independent financial planner. Are you concerned that you aren't doing enough for retirement? Have you always wondered if you're missing out on the retirement plan offered through work? Reach out to Adam to help find the answers to these questions. You can reach Adam through multiple channels by going to adampeak.com. That's adampeak with an A.com. Securities offered through Sigma Financial Corporation, member FINRA and SIPC. Adam Peak, 300 Parkland Plaza, Ann Arbor, Michigan, 48116. Phone number 810-522-8169 or acpeak at sigmarep.com. Let me tell you what a treat it is to stay in touch with students that I've had in my youth ministries over the years, to see them graduate, go to college, continue in their life, in their faith, in their relationships, and just remaining in touch with them is is really a cool part of the job. And so I really enjoyed interviewing Ian today. And just again, any of you students out there who want to be on the show, send me an email, send me a message, and I would love, love to have you on here. If you like what you heard today, be sure and hit that subscribe button so you don't miss an episode. As always, we hope you enjoyed this and all of our episodes on the Cultured Christian Podcast. Please join the conversation over on our Reddit. Also, like and interact with us on our Facebook and Instagram page. 
Lastly, if you have feedback or topic ideas, email us at culturedchristians at gmail.com. And we look forward to seeing you in the next one.